This episode of the Filmmaker Toolkit podcast is sponsored by Max. For your awards consideration, Max presents the HBO original Going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni Project. This award-winning documentary travels through time and space to reveal the enduring influence of Nikki Giovanni, one of America's greatest living artists and social commentators. Going to Mars, the Nikki Giovanni Project reckons with the inevitable passing of time through a collision of memories, moments in American history, live readings, and visually innovative treatments of Giovanni's poetry. Don't miss what the New York Times is calling insightful and entertaining. Hi, y'all. Welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit podcast. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm a writer over at IndieWire. Uh, And today, I am very excited to bring you this conversation with Steve McQueen and Bianca Stichter, the director and writer of Occupied City. In thinking about it, it's fascinating to have both this film and the zone of interest out uh, in kind of the same period because both deal with the Holocaust, but both deny us the now cliched imagery of it. And it's on us to hold, in this particular case, the Nazi occupation of Amsterdam in our minds. Uh, We feel it and we don't see it. And the film nudges us to make it mean something and to matter and to do that in a very conscious way. Um, Occupied City is a very particular, very precise cinematic experience that illustrates what history actually is better than almost any film I've ever seen. Um, So I was lucky enough to get to ask Steve and Bianca a little bit about creating that experience, how they thought about the work and how they went about it. Um, I do have to mention, alas, that we had an audio issue right at the start of the podcast. So the first answer that you'll hear from Steve is from a backup track, but we get to the good audio pretty quickly, I promise. So please bear with us. Uh, It's an incredible conversation and I hope you enjoy it. So here is Steve McQueen and Bianca Stigter. This movie is shot on 35, which I think is very cool because you have to be very intentional. You can't just have a digital camera recording forever. And so I'm curious how you approached going to uh, these locations. Was it a question of, we're just gonna shoot what we can with 10 minutes of film while we're there and just capture the life that's there? Or were you sort of staking places out to sort of find the right moment that um, rhymed or or echoed with the narratives? I mean, would you say at least end up going there? I mean, I think it's actually five minute roles we had. Um, six five minute roles with that hat, and um, you know, I grew up shooting on Super 8, okay. so the original of filmmaking or the craft of filmmaking was with me from a very early age. And this is only because it cost so damn much money. So, <laughs> therefore, if I had a Super 8 camera and you know, I have, I have, I have a card of film at that time, it maybe cost me 350, 3 pounds 50. I look, oh my God, that's 20 pence, dude. You know, so therefore, you know, I just, you know, you just you just press the button and rattle off. And oh my God, that's, that's, that's 50 bloody pence that just rattle through. So what it actually made you do is actually have an idea, an inkling what you want to shoot before mm-hmm. it prepped you. So maybe it wasn't exactly what you, but you were in, at least in the ballpark. You had to do all the work prep before you shot. And this wasn't in order to be sort of, I mean, it's very different to now where you sort of shoot everything and, you know, 
50, 50 hours of footage for the which is which is going to be half an hour edited or whatever. No, it was there was there was, this, there was a science to it. There was a, it was it was craft, and actually what it does it, it becomes ritual. So therefore, everybody in in the crew is in sync with how one does things. So it becomes everything becomes much more precious, much more focused, um, which I love because it becomes uh, very serious. Um, and um, this isn't to say that. You know, in fact, it doesn't. It it doesn't take away chances. I think it sort of adds to the, the chance, and that's what it's about for me. Uh, this is where it was very important for me to shoot on thirty five millimeter, because I needed the ritual to sort of hone me in. Hmm. I love that referring to it as a ritual ceremony, if you want. Absolutely. Yeah. How how big of a footprint did you have going to a lot of these places? Was it j- just you, a DP, and a sound guy, or? It was a small crew. I mean, I mean, maybe um, seven people, possibly seven, eight max at uh, one time. Nice. That's still like impressive, given you know you're moving around during rallies of various political stripes. And um, it was amazing. Things. It was an amazing crew. I mean, it was a really amazing crew. You know, we were all very passionate on what we were doing. So, you know, we believed in what we were doing. So, you know, again, it's like you're having two people. If you believe in what you're doing, it's like having two, three people in one person. Yeah. And we all felt we were, we were, we, there was a purpose to what we were doing. So it was, it was actually quite beautiful. It was a beautiful environment to be in. In fact, I, I, very, very, I very much miss it. Hmm. Bianca, I'm curious, the, the original atlas that you researched and wrote um, is in Dutch and all of uh, the narration for the film is in English. And I know that sometimes just like the, the act of, translation shakes some things loose or, or you have to think about things in a different way. So I'd love to ask you a little bit about um, that translating. Uh, these are these are very facts. It's it's reporting what happens. But are, were there things that shifted at all um, or anything uh, interesting that came out of the scripting process for this? Um, I don't think we really had a scripting process. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> It was really just about getting the facts as clear as possible uh, mm-hmm. over the the footlights, and um, of course, sometimes for the English, you know, you know, you don't know something about the Dutch context or how something is called or worked in Dutch, so we had to add a little bit, bit more mm-hmm. explanation. But for me, it was even within that explanation very uh, important to have the text as factual and as uh, descriptive and non-judgmental, so to say, as yeah. possible, so that everything you think about it is for for the viewer to do. I wanted it to be very factual and and open as well as in Dutch as in English. Yeah. Um, yeah the book is very dispassionate for that reason, that you can project your own person into what what is being sort of said. It would not work if you put yourself as a writer or a filmmaker also, yes. in between the viewer and, and what happened and it would yeah, that would just be very maybe sentimental. Yeah. Or, or just yes. and in narrator um, we we you know, again it had to be someone who obviously didn't live in that time. And there's a sort of curiosity at this as within the delivery as well. Yeah. There's an optimism within the delivery as well, even if, unfortunately, that it, what's being said is not particularly of that kind. 
Yeah, I noticed that in the way that the, the camera will often find kids in a crowd or kids in the people who would absolutely have no context for the hunger runner. Most people, I would say 99% yeah. of people. You know, people even in the 80s were not, but were, if anything, there might have been small children at that moment. Yeah. You know, so that, that was, for me, actually, yes, a lot of children, but also, as you don't see very often in this kind of street scenes, a lot of um, old people can, yeah. uh, take center space. And that, yeah. that touched me very much, in mm -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. I love the woman who's doing, like, the um, country step in yes, her home. the line, line dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. For example, that lady who was line dancing, you know, she more likely is in the 80s, late 80s possibly, she would have been a child at that time again. So it, it's, it, you know, most people, like I said, you know, 90, more than 90% of the, of the people we, we were seen in, in, you know, were not sort of of adult age. If not 100% of the people we saw yeah. were not adult age during that time. It works almost as like another, the presence of history, but it, also uh, the fact that we can't, hold it in our minds all the time. You have all these people moving in this place where all of this stuff happened, um, but obviously they don't have... You know, I like that she was dancing as well, because yeah. she said there's something really childlike and yeah. quality to it as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's it's in, in that way there's something, you know, excessive about the movie, because uh, beside from what you see, you also think, what will these people have in their heads for mm -hmm. kind of story? So another thing to wonder about. Absolutely. And rightly so. Bianca has said, you know, this, 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 this film is not a history lesson, it's a meditation. So therefore, it's, it's again, you know, you could, you, 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 as you grasp, some, grasp something, sometimes you let go of something. Sometimes yep. you grasp the visual and let go of the audio. Sometimes you grab the audio and let, let go of the visuals. So because it, it's, it's, it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, there's a, poet, there's a poetry to it. It's just like when you go to a classical concert, you're, you're very much there, but then you're, you, you often sometimes drift off and come back to it, but that's part of the process, it's part of the experience. Does, uh, does that change how y you all thought about structuring it, like thinking about it more as poetry in terms of the... Mm, no, I wasn't thinking about it as poetry. No, you said that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but take it as back. A, as a wandering. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like a and British I, English garden, basically. Yeah. Ah, nice. Well, the, I like the English garden metaphor because there is a clear order to it, but you can kind of wander through. And so I'm curious about the edit and structuring these uh, particular stories together. Was it a question of like getting Melanie to record all of the narration and, and hearing it laid out together and feeling those moments where you drift in and out? I think you know she recorded it in, in I think in in order or we we I can't remember was it the west and the eastern so I can't remember how we structured yes, the recording I think the, it was I think north. the recording was structured like mm. um, like the book is much more kind of like practical like a guidebook you have yeah. the the certain part of town and then within that in alphabetical order you have the streets and then the house numbers and sometimes even the floors. But in shooting, that was not no. uh, that was not no. done like that. No, so. no for me, it, I, what, what I loved about the idea of of of, of, of again, it, I'm, I didn't want a sort of formal exercise. In that, what I wanted was, as you would do in a city, you you get lost, hmm. and then you you double back on yourself or you find yourself. So these are the sort of the, the, again, it's structured on on, a, on an English garden, unlike a French garden, which is you know about the avenues. It's, it's very symmetrical, very formal. A British garden, English garden rather, was more to do with wandering and 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 and, and contemplating and 
and again, you know, you know lots of ideas come from <laughs> those places of, 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 of mirandering and, and wondering and pondering. And I think even uh, you see sometimes you come back uh, to a certain location, yeah. but then again you hear a very different uh, yeah. story. Precisely. So that also uh, says something about the richness of 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 the past. What is yeah. all what all layers and different uh, corners you could take. You know what could be interesting actually, if you we could uh, maybe that I I'll, we'll do that one day is actually mark out with a pen where we start our film mm -hmm. and how we, you know, it'd be interesting to see what pattern that is of, yeah. mm -hmm. of, of, uh, of, of, uh, Strava. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and have like a, yeah. a audio tour that you can take and at exactly. a certain juncture yeah. it'll mm -hmm. snap yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, we did, I did some audio tours also for the book, but then of course it's, you know, what is close to each other gets right. the say No, we couldn't do that. But it'd be of interest. Yeah. 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 Anyway. It is a meditation. You go in and out, um, but you are, you are there for the duration of it. And does that sort of experience of time give it the, the, a weight that the, the, it feels like a third dimension of the film? Absolutely. I think that even... The fact that you're looking at it so long, somehow that is a fact that makes you realize um, that it will always be too short. Yeah. So you're kind of like so so in it, but you can never grasp it um, completely. And sometimes to really to really experience that and, and, and acknowledge that, you, you, you need a few hours. You yeah. can't do that in... Snappy, you know. <laughs> right. That's, that's the same as the uh, the book. I think is a book. There are very little people who read it from cover to cover, but still, it's it holds the promise of a kind of immersive um, experience. Yeah. Yes, yeah, not a history lesson. Bianca, mm -hmm. I'm curious if you, you know. Also, if anyone hasn't seen Three Minutes of Lengthening, they absolutely should. It's phenomenal. Um, but I'm curious if your experience on that documentary, which is, it, it feels very much like a, a bookend uh, to this of going very, very deep on, on such a small snippet of time, informs your thinking about this film at all. Um, yeah, I think I'm always interested in, in trying to present history in a, in a different way from what everyone is um, used to mm -hmm. and with with three minutes is almost like uh, uh, the complete opposite of of this one but you always try to find ways how can I uh, catch time how can I make people aware of the differences between past and present how can they uh, collide or go apart more and so on in that way it's yeah that's very um, a thrilling uh, subject for me in that sense yeah. nice I would love to, to ask you both a little bit about the score and working with Oliver because it's it's not it's it it's not sentimental it's not uh, wall to wall telling you how to feel the entire time but its presence is definitely felt and intentional and I'm curious kind of what the evolution of that was. Well, um, I came across Ollie's music. I was in a I was in a, a clothing store, a hip clothing store, and his music came on and uh, I was like, mm, interesting. And it just came over me, it washed over me, it washed over me, and I thought, oh, this is this is crazy. This is I tried to shake it and I 
thank God I had this friend of mine who had Shazam, and she Shazammed it. And it was this guy called Ollie Coates. I thought, is this guy, is he, is he from the 70s, or from the 80s? Where is he alive? What is this? And I was very surprised to find out that you know, he was a, was a Royal College of Music. He lived in Edinburgh. And that he, you know, he was around. So I rang him, I think, a day afterwards. And he was very enthusiastic to do to work on the, on, on, on the project. And speaking to him about the music, speaking to him about the actual project was just amazing in the sense of time and how he understood the whole idea of the texture of it and the sudden kind of um, breath mm. of time and how one wanted it almost to be like um, a whale, which is, which is there, which has been present all, all, all the time, but then it emerges and this humpback sort of breaks the water, uh, you know, descends again. So when, it, when the music occurs, it's almost like it's always been there. It's not intrusive. It's just the, all what's happened is the atmosphere has been sort of uh, dialed up and it's gone down, down again. So it doesn't feel like it's anything other than it's always been there. But that's the beauty of his music in this work. Absolutely. I, that's also how I feel about uh, the sound design in this film, which is almost invisible, but also extraordinary. Um, I'm thinking about the moment uh, in, in the gallery where we can hear the girl um, texting on her phone from the far end of the shot. Mm. Um, and I would, I would love to ask, ask you about sort of finding ways to, to make the city well, present through sound. I love radio. I mean, radio, and this is like lovely doing this podcast because, you know, again, you know, being a British person, you know, grew up with radio, great radio, you know, um, you know, I'm, you know, it's like, you know, having someone in the Amazon thrashing through, uh, you know, the, 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 the foliage the, the, with a cutlass on radio, you're actually in the Amazon, you're, you, 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 you know, wow. But when you see on the TV, when you see the same thing on the television, it's, it's something like someone has a penknife. You know, it's like, it's not so dramatic. It's not no, so... No, it's not your Amazon that exactly, you're imagining in your exactly, head. Exactly, precisely. But the sound gives you depth, gives you space, gives you scale, gives you the, the, the sort of grandiose of it. And I think, that, well, that's why what, that's what I love sound. I think sound is most, most, one of the most important things in film, more than the actual visuals for me, because it gives you the, 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 the dimensions of the space. Uh, the parameters of the space, so that's something I, I love. I love working on, and sometimes people could over bloody design, and that's, that's an issue. That's an, that's an issue. It's a case of the subtleties of that, and um, so we we work very hard on that, very very hard on that. Yeah, I'm just curious, kind of how you approached sort of the overall uh, like working sort of story by story, or sort of working across cuts at once. I think again, you do both. You, you, okay. you do both. I think you, you, you do individuals because, of course, in, in the atmospheres are very in, in, are, are very different or, or similar sometimes, of course. Uh, but there's a there's there's a certain kind of touch of feel. But again, it, it's it's individual, but it's, it it has obviously has to sort of um, be cohesive to everything else. So again, it's just being subtle to to what, what's happening. It's, it never it should be present, but never sort of sticking out in a way where it doesn't feel real. Hmm. That's it. So it, nothing is sort of overly sort of done in, in a way. Just you, it's again, it's about texture, you know. And also, you know when it's wrong. <laughs> you know, you know when it's like, oh no, that doesn't work. No. Nice. I know that uh, the book is exhaustive, and it's not even all of the stories that that, mm -hmm. uh, that mm -hmm. happened. But I'm I'm curious to ask you both about. Uh, the ending of this film, because if it, if if it feels like the film itself is inserting itself into these stories at all, it is in how it chooses to leave us. And so I would love love for y'all to talk about um, the bar mitzvah scene. 
it's a friend of our son's. Damir. Damir, yeah, Damir. It's a friend of our son's, school friend of our son's. And uh, we, you know, we know the parents very well. They're friends of ours. He had his, he was, he had his bar mitzvah. So I thought, oh, okay, well, that's a great way to sort of end the picture. I thought, hmm. oh, and the timing was right. So, again, a lot of things f fit, it's like, you know, in, into that situation in a, in, a, in a beautiful way. Just by coincidence, oh, Damir was having his bar mitzvah. We were going anyway. Okay, let's bring a camera. Let's, let's, let's shoot it. So it was one of those situations, really. Nice. It Very simple. It's a beautiful building with the golden yeah. door. Oh, that synagogue is actually the original site of where Anne Frank's synagogue. No, or was it the doors? Remember? The there was something with the, no, doors, no, the doors, the brick around the doors, the but I cannot, f that were taken from the old oh, synagogue. Oh, okay. that, that's what yeah. the, I think that's, those bricks were, were, were Anne Frank's synagogue. Was when, we were, when we were there yeah. filming, the, a lady told us um, that yes. the bricks were from an old uh, Older synagogue. Yeah. See, this is a historian. I'm not. I get. <laughs> we, I we, need to be sure before. I know, but that, that's what we were told. And we yeah. were told that at Damir's um, mm -hmm. bar mitzvah, you know, Jewish people came back. You know, the, unfortunately, the few that came back after the after Second mm -hmm. World War took those bricks and built and built that thing around that door. These bricks were reclaimed from the old synagogue that was destroyed. That's for yeah. sure. For me, it was the the last scene is also very important to show something of. Uh, contemporary um, Jewish life yeah. um, in the city. And that was a very, I think, very a beautiful and hopeful conclusion for the for the movie. Yeah, so the Nazis didn't win. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They didn't win. And as far as, you know, Amsterdam is not, Netherlands is far from being a nostalgic city. I mean, the best design, you know, comes from the Netherlands, you know, the architecture, Ram Kulau's next set, you know, it's pretty, it's design-wise, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So it's not a nostalgic city, yeah. in, in, uh, far from it. Hmm. It's just that it wasn't bombed. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, one of the exceptional things of this film is that, that there's so many ways you can connect or not connect the, the specifics of the past and the present that you hear that, it demands a really active role of the viewer, and yeah. that is one of the beauties of the film for me. I mean, you know, one can interpret sense or, or make nonsense out of it, but that's, you know, that's where it is. I mean, I feel that, you know, what this film is about, to a certain extent, is about the, f the freedom. You know, that is the first and foremost thing this is about, that you can actually think, you know what, Forget about the Second World War and roll up a spliff and smoke it and whatever. I don't want. I don't hear about it. Or at the same time, you know, be active. And it, it, this, you know, uh, one has to understand that that the reasons why we're here is because people fought. The liberty we have is because people fought and died for it. Yeah. This is a fact. You know. So whatever, whatever choice you decide to sort of practice your freedom, you know, I unfortunately don't have any um, jurisdiction over that. No, but it's it's good that the film isn't prescriptive about it. Oh, precisely. No, no, that 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 it just shows what it is. It yeah. shows us who we are in the worst way and 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 some and, and some wonderful ways. You know, on, on both sides of history, in the past and in the present. Absolutely, and it just it feels it feels so true to what the experience of life is that a lot of that make, you can't uh, make sense of it. You can't yeah. make sense of it. You can't make sense of it. I mean, you're just saying. You know, the more you know. The least you understand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so many stories are are. Well, it's just so cool that you're able to to dramatize 
both the absence of, of, of the past and that it is sort of this ghostly uh, layer on top of the present and uh, in, in so many different ways, uh, good and bad, absolutely. Absolutely.